0: Music. music, music, horror, horror. horror. Sub-culture. subculture, and, and overall
1: badass.
2: Welcome, welcome to Kettle, welcome to Kettle Whistle, Whistle Radio. Radio with your host, host, your host Dave, Dave and Sean. And Sean.
3: Still painted black, just don't add the brown sugar, apparently. That will get you in trouble. And that is D-Factor. You enjoy John Young's stuff. You can always hit him up on my friend's page. Defactor D-Factor does a lot of our background music. And we want to thank, of course, Kettle One comes from Electric Prawn, Charlie Fleming's unit. So you may or may not be aware we had some server issues earlier in the week. So of course, as we get you iHeartRadio people here at Kettle Whistle Radio for the first time, that's when the server issues kick in. But, hey, they fixed it. Our server, HipCast, got on it. And apparently what they were doing was updating so that they don't get ransomware. I, you know, believe what you want. I got it straight from them. Now, tonight, yes, it's Halloween season. Got it. Charlie St. Cyr... Dash Paul Charlie Saint Cyr Paul and that's Charlie Saint S T C Y R Dash Paul. He plays the Carillon. What is the Carillon, you ask? Well, if any of you have ever been to a Renaissance festival, or for that matter, been to Disney World, he worked there for like 23 years. Uh, all right, the Carillon spell like it sounds not like the planet in Battlestar Galactica, that's completely different. That's old shit right there, guys. 70s. All right. But the carillon is a pitched percussion instrument that is played with a keyboard and consists of at least 23 cast bronze bells in fixed suspension and tuned in chromatic order so that they can be sounded harmoniously together. And, uh, yeah, like I said, this is a one-man band. He's coming up. He's a great guy. He's a lot of fun. And uh, you get a little tidbit from HB3. Remember that guy with the piccolo bass? Yeah, I'm going to get these guys together at some point And it'll be um, weird as all fuck. <laughs> but my God, will it be good. All right, um, HB3. You'll hear a little snippet from him for our Halloween sessions here. I think you're going to hear more from him anyway at, at some point. Uh, I know, tomorrow. That's why I'm getting this up as soon as possible. Uh, tomorrow is the Halloween fest at... It's actually Nightmare at Willow Station. The Willow Station uh, restaurant At um it's in castle shannon south of pittsburgh uh great place great food be there with robert j hoagland and jess weary will be with us as well uh this is a gross fest i call it 2.5 he had some select vendors myself being one which was really cool christine saltis will be there maddie deering and uh cast and crew of gross fest of course there'll be karaoke later in the night. But this thing starts, it's not going to get in the way of your Halloween festivities if you have any tomorrow, Saturday, October 30th. It starts at two, okay? I'll be there bright and early myself. So hopefully we'll see you there. And if you're not going out anywhere, the on, this is on YouTube, folks. The Halloween Spooktacular is up. Don't miss it. Loads of rock stars on there. It's Definitely fun. All right, Buku Scoo on YouTube. Halloween spook I'm sorry, spooktacular. Okay. And uh, what else have I not mentioned? Now, oh, if you like Charlie's stuff, that we're gonna um, we're gonna play at least two songs for you tonight. If you like our guest, all his stuff, his music is available on Spotify, of course, and iTunes. And I believe he'll throw one more in there. He is not on Bandcamp, so don't look for him there. He did make that clear to me. And I hope you enjoy this. And uh, sorry if you had any. Um, Speed bumps along the way trying to upload us uh, about two days ago uh, or listen to us anyway. That's over. We're back. Hopefully you hear this. Don't give up on me yet. Got a lot to do. Lots to do. Lots coming up. All right. And uh, again, the Spotlights, we'll be recording with them in a week. Uh, Spotlights are an amazing band. Look them up if you didn't hear them yet. Um, I would love to play a song right now, but we're packed full of stuff right now. And uh, again, thanks for D-Factor for the music. And I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Oh yeah, our guest. Let's get to him. What do you think? All right. Enjoy and uh, let's let's see. Maybe we'll just play a little something, something just before that. Uh, if you kind of like this one before, uh, I'm gonna play it again because it's so damn cool. All right. This is Frail. Who they're now over in Europe touring right now, and this is Bela Lugosi's Dead by right. Frail, of course. Wow. Oh.
4: Ah.
3: Ah. Enjoy. Thank you, and thanks for listening. All right. Say, uh, well, folks, friends, and fiends, welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio and iHeartRadio fans as well. Thanks for accepting us on there, and all you new listeners. I've got uh, Charlie Saint Cyr, Paul, uh, producer, drummer, percussionist, and we met at a very interesting place. How are you doing today, Charlie?
0: I'm doing great, my friend. How's it going over there?
3: Not too bad, not too bad. But you know, from what I see or hear, I should say, you're not happy about the hotel food. <laughs>
0: No, it's it's every every place I go, it's it's another shit uh, show of, of what we're going to eat tonight. Try to eat something franchisable, so I know what to get, and something fun because I enjoy a you know a fun snack at night. <laughs>
3: I understand, totally understand yeah. that. Um, all right, so I met you at the Pittsburgh Wren Fest. Uh, you, uh, I guess, you are a traveling wren Fester. Is that how we'd say it?
0: Uh, you know, one would say a Rennie, but I, I, I'm a little bit more than that. I'm not stuck oh, in the Renaissance festivals. I'm torn doing uh, state fairs, state festivals, uh, private events, you know, festivals, anything, any event you want to see something you've never seen before, uh, which happens to be at a Renaissance festival as well, where we met. Mm-hmm. Uh, but any place that you would never see anything else you've never seen before, I, I'm your guy.
3: That is, you know what, I got that sort of introduction by, um, some of the folks that, I, that were, I guess, handling you that day. Uh, they were just like, I, okay. I asked for the card, I was looking at your CDs and stuff, and I usually, I buy CDs, I don't even know why I didn't that time, but, um, got, probably because I went over to run and see you, and they were like, oh yeah, yeah, this guy's got some stories. So,
0: <laughs> were they lying to me? <laughs> no, no, there's stories all right. I mean, uh... I mean, who else do you know plays a, a four-ton medieval instrument that tours around the world where there's only one of those touring in North America?
3: It's amazing, yes. Uh, we're talking about Bells to Go as well as Cast in Bronze. Two separate shows, or do you do them back-to-back?
0: So, Bells to Go is my more of my brand, my corporate brand. Okay. And then I provide different shows. And Cast in Bronze is the show that I've absorbed uh, from another Carolina North. Okay, and uh, I get some more modern updates for that show.
3: Right, and uh, that's where well, that's well I, m- I met you there. So now you you mentioned classes. Are you, are you taking them? or Are you teaching classes? I wasn't sure on that when you, you said you had class today.
0: Well, that's great. Uh, actually, both. I I get called in to work with high schools and colleges.
3: Nice, uh, Very As nice.
0: An adjudicating musician to work with. Uh, ensembles whether it be jazz ensembles or contemporary ensembles or marching ensembles um and then i also get invited into colleges to talk about music business the okay. business of music how to be a successful uh artist not a good artist and a successful one and then i also take classes i, I just recently was received the scholarship 2021 to the north american carillon school i was their scholarship recipient this year so tonight i had my campanology class which is more about how the carillon works and bells around the world. Uh, so that's always interesting. So I'm, I'm surrounded by educating, giving, and getting.
3: I get that impression. Absolutely. Now, for yeah. those folks that went to the Renaissance uh, Festival this year in the Pittsburgh area, you saw, we well, I, I heard tubular bells right away, the theme from the omen, I've, and, and that just draws me uh-huh. right, too. And I, I wanted to go up to, the, I guess, the, the, the guy that was there before you. Did you just acquire the Pittsburgh uh-huh. one? Was it your first Pittsburgh show or no?
0: This is my first Pittsburgh show. is was my second uh, contract out on the road. Previous okay. to that, uh, I did a Georgia
3: Renaissance well, it Well, yeah, very amazing. Um, I just I enjoyed watching you, but the sound itself and just hearing those songs. And, wow. you know, around Halloween time, it just kind of fit in really well. And you're kind of a one-man band, but I... Well, we'll talk about that first. You are kind of a one-man band. I know you work with others, but th- that day, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah,
0: so the instrument, you know... Um, it's so unique, and you nailed it, man. It, it's you know, it doesn't matter if it was the other Carolyn or if it was me, or if it's going to be someone else. The reality is, the instrument is so unique and beautifully haunting. Um, mm-hmm. The instrument has some inherent characteristics that make it like nothing else. Nothing. Every else. bell that we we toll has four notes that happen simultaneously. It has the, the primary note, uh, which is the strike tone, the hum tone, which is an octave below. Uh, and then it has its first partial, and then it has an octave above. So the bells in themselves have a unique characteristic of having the minor third. So a lot of diminished uh, chords, and that's kind of the crunchy, dark shit you hear in music. <laughs> um, very much in Halloween music, yes. for sure. Uh, that's, that's why you, the, music, the instrument is so unique. So like I was saying, it doesn't matter who's playing it. The instrument is just exquisitely, beautifully haunting
3: haunting is the only way to put it but full sounding yeah. strong i mean we do a lot of, with like heavy bands on here as well um you know punk would awesome. be punk rock to metal to industrial to even you know some techno um but yeah right. it's all about that powerful sound and i've always liked it my grandfather was always in big bands and uh it was all about just oh, the, right. the, the power behind it and just being in it. what does it sound like when you are now i saw you wear a headset that's so you can talk to the crowd but does that block out your sound when you're like inside that thing? I, explain the structure itself. It's amazing if you haven't sure, seen it, just, folks.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, definitely check out bells to gocom and you can see all pictures and videos and such. It, it's hard to explain, mm-hmm. you know, 35 bells in a fixed trailer that stands 10 feet tall, 8 feet wide, and 12 feet long, you know, played by batons that are, you know, half a foot long that are a couple of inches from each other, laid out like a chromatic situation like a piano mm-hmm. um, and how I actually play that is almost with a cupped fist and smashing down on the baton to strike. The, uh... Oh, goodness.
3: Don't worry about it. It happens uh, all the time. Strike... Usually, usually it's my dog that interrupts us, but
0: there you go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you strike down on these batons and the batons have a, uh, you know, goes to a, um, a cable
2: mm-hmm.
0: and the cable goes through a pulley and then pulls a clapper and that clapper strikes the bell. So it is a pretty, and I have um, three octaves on my seat hands and an octave and a half on my feet. So to play chordal music, I'll have to use both hands and both feet, and uh, I'll do that a lot. So yeah. that's kind of a, a little overview of the instrument, but I would definitely check out anyone who wants to learn more about it, is go to the website if that's okay, yeah. just because it'll help fill in the blanks of visually what we're talking about.
3: And not to mention, there's always pictures on your, your Facebook page, which I just became familiar with. Uh, again, his, his name, folks, Charlie St. Sire. Now it's Seer, C Y R dash P A U L, Seer Paul. So Charlie St. Seer Paul. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not the easiest name to look up on Skype. I'm just going <laughs> to. <say. laughs> Sorry
2: about that.
0: Yeah, but no, it's, it's, it's fine. But you, you know, you talked about um, your dad and the big band, and you're, you're obviously. And a lot of people that listen to the genres you just mentioned, they mm-hmm. get excited by sonic fullness um, of music. Yeah. You know, and this this instrument, getting back to me doing it by myself, so much of the bells create, I would say, eighty percent of the sonic clarity of what you hear.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: I play with music, so other bells are typically up in a church tower, um, and they have three more octaves below, so they have that full sonic palette to choose from Man. i don't i just have the top three octaves and that's why i add the music you know a contemporary rock band of guitar bass guitar mm. drums and full orchestrations
3: right ironically i was driving past the local church today and their bells got stuck they still use the real bells up top not digitally you know uh-huh. and they got stuck and i'm yeah. driving past and i'm like oh boy maybe we're not going to talk today i don't know <laughs> <laughs> strange omen but um uh, you know this is something you don't just i at least i don't think you just fall into something like this like cast in bronze and your belts to go or or did you just fall into this <laughs> or was this a plan
0: no you know oh you know here's here's a crazy story if you don't believe in in fate or a predetermined path of your life you, you may have to do this i it 23 years ago I was at Disney World, and, I, and I've and had a wonderful career playing as a musician at Walt Disney World and Universal, doing a lot of corporate things in that area. Mm-hmm. I auditioned for this guy who has this strange bell contraption, <laughs> and he was hiring a band because something went awry with the band he had brought down from Philadelphia. And the music was interesting, it was complicating, it was haunting. And, you know, being a, a, a jazz nerd and into the fusion style of Stuff and seeking out something a little bit more heavier, It was like, I have to take up on this audition. And <laughs> uh, my buddy, who ended up being in Vegas playing all the surf shows up there, he and I went to this audition, and uh, a- and we auditioned while this guy was playing the music on a keyboard, and we thought it was kind of corny, but the music was really hard. So we ended up getting a gig, and we played with him at Disney for three years. with, wow, okay. And he he was, you know, Carolyn Della Pena as the original cast and bronze, uh, you know, guy. So we played with it. And honestly, for the three, four years that we played together, I was just like, ah, that's really a unique thing that we're listening to. But Mm -hmm. it seemed really novelty to me. It's like at Disney, you know, you play with bagpipes, you play with violins, you play with glass of Mm -hmm. you know, all these obscure things, things that people want to see, nichey things. And at the moment, I kind of thought, is that, um, but then we stayed in touch, and I ended up being his drummer on all of his recordings for 23 years. Wow! Uh, working with his bands, and we developed this great relationship. So about a year ago, I get a phone call, and Carolinor Delapena, his first name's Frank. Frank's kind of a gruff man from Philly. Calls me out, and he goes, "Charlie, uh, you want to play the bells?" And I said, <laughs> uh, "No, no way in hell do I want to play the bells." <laughs> And he's like, you know, you can take over. I was like, no, 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 man. That's, that's not my calling in life. Um, it was just so complicated. I mean, what, what the hell am I going to do? Go on the road and carry around four tons of bells? It, it didn't make sense. So we hung up, and then he called me back like an hour later. Charlie, listen, the bells have chosen you. Oh, my God. What are you going to do? And I was like, oh, sorry, I, I don't know. And then it became this responsibility kind of like you were talking about the bells are so amazing and mm-hmm. once you see them you're you're hooked on them and, and if you've never seen them before you're blown away when you see them yeah it, it became a responsibility more than an opportunity <laughs> so it's kind of like someone gifted me a child that didn't have any parents or you know and it's like well of course i got to play so wow. it became a responsibility as much of a you know it went from a gig a cool gig of a niche instrument to okay, the fate of the world knowing about this instrument relies on me now. Wow. Wow.
3: So. <laughs> okay. So you were pressured into it a little bit.
0: A, a little bit, but, he, you know, and hopefully you felt this way too. He, he saw the skill sets in me that would carry this instrument to the next level. All right. Um, you know, someone who would entertain, someone who would consider other musical genres, you know, and mm-hmm. our Christmas album is a EDM project. Yep. Um, which is pretty badass. And, you know, we're starting pre-production on a whole new concept called The Gothic Tales, which is going to be a badass gothic rock band. Um, and we're already talking to, you know, people of have... I'm, I'm starting to get in touch with people like Skillet, Snow White Blood, and wow. um, and Essence. People nice. that, you know, <laughs> kind of inspired me to do this. People that use the sound of bells, but never use real bells. Hmm. They're using some... You know, bullshit MIDI sample, which which is cool because who has a four-ton line to bring around the world? with Exactly. And I said, "Well, I do." So, I uh, this is what I this is what I'm telling them. I I, I'm telling them, you know, I'm going to start playing your music to get some attention. Then I'm going to play some of my original songs. There you go. And um, and if you want, we can start working together now, or you're going to work with me later when you realize that we're the perfect pairing. So, um. (laughs) We're really excited. It, you know, I got Bobby Koble, the guitar player from Death, is a good friend of mine. Get
3: out of here, uh, really.
0: It, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, a buddy of his. It, this will be the first project that I don't play drums on. I got a guy who can really slam the stuff the way it's meant to be. Um, and I actually get to meet him next week, but we've been auditioning him, uh, you wow. know, virtually. Got a, a great female singer who is just going to tear at a, a new one.
3: Oh, man, um, we have, then we have to get you back on here when that's done.
0: Oh, dude, it, it, it's, it's going to kill. And, uh, you know, what I'm trying to do now is just get that together, organized, so we can get out. I would like to get out to, you know, Music Fest in Milwaukee and Music Fest in Bethlehem, mm-hmm. um, you know, places that, you know, know how to produce and, and showcase these groups.
3: Gotcha, because yeah. Because,
0: like you, like you experience, it needs to be sonically felt, mm-hmm, you know, and mm-hmm. when it does, I think it's going to change the industry.
3: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I, I just think it's funny that you told them I already got one.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like... I mean, wow! You know, imagine the electric guitar didn't exist, and they're using all these patches from like garageband for an electric guitar, and then you know Eddie Van Halen shows up and goes, "This is what it's really supposed to sound like." Mm. You know, I'm not comparing myself to Eddie Van Halen, no, but no, sonically, no. why not? You know, I'm just.
3: <laughs> Why well, he's a guy. I think that he would have I think you would have got his attention if he sat in that front row that day when I saw you. Yeah. That definitely it would have held oh, yeah. his attention. He had respect for other musicians quite a bit. You don't hear about him much, but like, you know, he was seen at that tool show. He he definitely I think he was open to a lot of sounds, let's face it, you know. Yeah, and
0: you know what my favorite thing was is even in the Carolan world especially, there are a bunch of snobby Carolinors that sit around. Playing literature from the 14th, 15th century, hmm. you know, talking about how they do it better than someone else. Uh, I don't have this crazy proficiency, but you know, something that Eddie Van Halen said one day when uh, his son was, you know, taking the place of bass in the band. Yeah, they were trying to get him to compare Mark, Michael Anthony, and Wolfgang. Hmm. And he finally said, "Guys, you got to chill out. You know, hmm. music is not a competition. That's why we have sports." Everybody yeah. has their heartbeat. Everybody has something to share. Let them communicate. Right. I I'm saw. A, I saw yeah, Wolfgang. Man.
3: I saw that Van Halen with Wolfgang too. Okay. Um, and he kicked ass, right? He was good. Yeah, he was really good. Oh, totally held his own. I mean, I, I thought, yeah, I thought nothing of it. You know, I, I yeah, honestly, I mean, of course, yeah, you know, I've seen them before, but yeah.
0: I mean, but the vocals, yeah, are missing. I mean, he's he's staple to right, that yeah. sound, but you know it's kind of like jason bonham he doesn't play like john bonham but hey let him do his
3: thing exactly you know and honestly uh if you remember uh dimebag daryl of pantera riffs were Mm -hmm. meant to be shared you know
0: absolutely yeah if we're not learning and sharing music then yeah we're we're just being selfish little pricks i hear you
3: and that gets boring uh all right let's give him a little taste here uh you pick out a song and we'll play it something of yours um we'll stay away from the christmas stuff because i was going to ask you for that maybe in about two months <laughs> sure
0: sure no worries that sounds great you, what do you got you here? Know, um i think something is is cool um uh, is the opening uh title track to the album chapter two it's a song called the new chapter okay um and it, it's royal majestic it fits multiple genres but it's it's something that i don't even get to play because it's not um i don't think it's so listener friendly that if you walked by it would keep you captivated Hmm. but i I think it's a it's a nice introduction to listeners to hear some you know simple arrangement that really presents the carillon in a majestic way all right perfect
3: all right and you said that was uh the title track chapter two you said
0: a uh, new a new chapter
3: A new cha- I'm sorry, a new chapter, okay But you heard it here folks yeah. And we'll have it all listed for you in writing So you can actually see his name as well And follow him on Facebook, Twitter, wherever wherever he wants you to find him But right now, yeah, we're going to play this right now And this is off of what record is it?
0: Chapter 2, just released six months ago
3: We'll get right back to you Enjoy this folks, you get a taste of what, the, what he's talking about And then we have a couple more questions to follow up with that And thanks for listening to Kettleverse Radio You have a good day, night, and I hope you come right back
4: How like these chimes are the poet's airy rhymes, all his rhymes and round delays, his conceits and songs and ditties, from the belfry of his brain, scattered downward, though in vain, on the roofs and stones of cities. For by night the drowsy ear under its curtains cannot hear, and by day men go their ways, hearing the music to the break of dawn, but deeming it no more, alas, and the hollow sound of bronze. bronze.
3: Hi, this is Martin Atkins from Public Image Limited, Killing Joke, Ministry, Nine Inch Nails, Pig Face, and the Damage Manual, and Murder, Inc., and Brian Brain, and you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. There you go, folks. You just got a taste of what he was talking about. Charlie St. Cyr Paul, the master behind, oh my gosh, where do we, the carillon? It's called the carillon, correct?
0: Yeah, definitely. The instrument's called the carillon. And And, and let me give you listeners two Definitions of what a carillon is. Yes. The first one, so they know it's a. This is a Stoic definition of twenty-three or more bells in a fixed position played by a baton that is in a chromatic order, layout like a piano, and striking bells with a clapper. Now, my definition is the best kept musical secret that's <laughs> going to change the industry once you know about it. Boom. So there.
3: i ah, Love it. I'm glad you could do this for, with us, man. Because uh, we're you know we're about 253 shows in 13, 14 years now, and uh, we've had so much of everything. This is one thing that was missing. And I, I almost approached, yeah, I, I was going to approach you, your other guy, um, about three, four years ago, with the last time we saw the Renaissance Festival, and I, I chickened out. I didn't want to bug him because he was getting attacked by people, you know. <laughs> and I, I, you were you had a you had a line there too, but I was like, you know what, this time I'm not going to let this go. But, um, yeah, I totally you know what?
0: You know why you came exposed to me is because he had a mask on, and I didn't, You're yeah. more approachable and better looking.
3: Uh, that's really funny. I was going to mention the mask. He did seem intimidating. He did seem very, like, like a ninja. See?
0: Yeah. <laughs> He's a Caroline Kids love ninja. me now because I'm not as scary. That's pretty funny.
3: That's funny. Oh, so, yeah, so I, there were kids coming up to you. Yeah, there were kids there and younger folks, older folks. Yeah, you know what? You have a point there. It's because your face, was. You, they could see you. They could see you were personable. Yeah. Uh, no offense <laughs> to the other guy. <laughs> and no, you know,
0: that, that under, other individual we talked about, Carlinore Delapeno, Frank Delapeno, he is a master. Yeah. I mean a true master. World class Carlonor studied in the French Carillon school. I mean, there's probably probably three people in the world that are playing on his level. Um, and so I you know, I, I joke about him, that's because he's a dear friend, <laughs> but no mistake. He is the originator. He is the original. And, uh, you know, my job is just to take it to the next level. And that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, you definitely did it.
3: Uh, let me ask you this uh, uh, non-musical question. What is your state of mind currently with things today? How things go? How do you feel right now? Are you in a good state of mind?
0: About, oh, I'm in a great place, man.
3: Yeah, good.
0: Yeah, are you talking about music? Or-
3: uh, no, I was putting music aside. Just the state of affairs, world, because you, you're seeing a lot of it, at least this country lately. Or are you seeing a lot of the world yeah. right now?
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm seeing people that are wanting to adventure and forget about things. Uh-huh. And that's, that's the joy of being an entertainer, being on the road, is you're you are in everyone's vacation space. You know, they're, yeah. they're trying to escape reality for a minute. Yes. Um. So... I I love it. And, you know, especially after this pandemic, regardless of what side of the coin you fall on it politically, Mm -hmm. people are just hungry for normalcy or, you know, something to be entertained by. And I'm, Real to be able to
3: provide 100 percent, man i'm I'm doing my first convention this saturday it's a mini convention uh at a local uh okay. pub bar and grill yeah we're doing a book signing it's it's uh it's for halloween it's a horror fest called gross fest and basically this is 2.5 very watered down cut down because it's in a smaller place and not everybody's going to go to a giant convention right now but it's getting right. better it's getting better but yeah it is at the willow station folks if you happen to be in castle shannon or pittsburgh area this weekend uh, the weekend. Of, what is this weekend anyway? What date are we at now?
0: Uh, <laughs> We're on the Halloween weekend. Yeah. So the thirtieth. Yeah. I'm actually in Boynton Beach, Florida, this weekend playing a pirate and mermaid Halloween festival. Oh wow! So I actually put together a Halloween show where I'm playing. I just put together a nice uh, arrangement of uh, theme from Dead Silence.
3: Oh wow! Great. Um, oh, that's great. I love yeah. that. Yeah.
0: That's and a... it translates really well, you know. Getting back to that diminished chord structure, and then I'm doing stuff from the Omen, you know, the tubular bells. Yep. And then Phantom of the Opera for the old people, so they can still think I'm polite and nice. uh, of,
3: co- of course. And,
0: and then you know, from the Omen, O Fortuna, which is just a classic kill kill me movie.
3: Yeah. You
0: know? So I think we're going to have a super fun Halloween. I'm excited.
3: Good, good. I'm glad to hear that, man.
0: Your book signing
3: man I, I appreciate it. yeah we've got uh we've got I've got a ton of books of old stock that's been sitting around for 2 years you know um then I got the okay. new we have a new comic book out Dr. Peeler Demon Psychiatrist I'll have to send you a copy of that if you're into comic books uh issue 2 I would is coming that. up yeah, I'd love to send it to you man my artist uh, Bob Hoagland, is amazing so yeah he's going to be there folks you can meet him and get he's got some artwork that'll blow you away so that's if you happen to be there um and oh, I know. What are what when? Hmm, do you have favorite pieces that you play? Like what? Which ones stand out during a performance that you enjoy and look forward yeah. to? Yeah,
0: okay, so the ones that I love and enjoy are not the ones that people like.
3: Oh, interesting. So
0: okay, it's very short-lived. Typically, I you know I started doing. I I want to sing. I, I it's hard to captivate people as an instrumentalist, so I try to sing every show, just so there's somebody there. Mm-hmm. You know, like my wife, she doesn't get instrumental music. She needs a lyric to to gravitate. <laughs> Interesting. So I try to give some lyrical content, and I love singing. So I recently was singing Peter Gabriel's "In Your Eyes."
3: Oh wow! And really?
0: I, oh wait, wait! You I did I
3: just, that? You did that in Pittsburgh, didn't you?
0: Okay. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, and, you did. But here's the problem with that: it's the one song after the show, people come up teary-eyed to me, thanking me, like, "Oh my gosh." That was just so beautiful. You spoke to my heart and blah, blah, blah. Right. So I'll get one or two of those. But, 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 and here's why I don't play. A good 20 to 30% of my audience walks away because it's just not captivating enough. For the masses in a a stage presentation.
3: Okay. Well, I will say this. Nobody got up and left during the Pittsburgh performance. And I was standing behind a dude that was there with his family and said, that was my wedding song. And they were very, very happy about that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, that's great.
3: Yeah, you probably don't remember this and, 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 stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's good to hear. Um, yeah. You know, the other stuff I, I like singing, and I'm kind of bringing to the forefront is, you know, getting ready for the gothic thing. I'm doing a lot of classic rock thing.
3: Can't so. wait. And I have a
0: back. Yeah, I have a background with classic rock, so I put a medley together of three tunes. Um, one, Bubba O'Reilly, that I I sing, which is such wow. near impossible to sing at eight o'clock at a festival in the morning. And in that medley, I also do uh, Paranoid by Black Sabbath yeah, and uh, nice. Immigrant Song by
3: Oh, that's awesome. Holy shit. So,
0: yeah. I yeah so I, I like doing that stuff just because I think an artist is most believable when they're speaking closest to their heart. And that's my heartbeat, you know, is playing that stuff. I love it, man. <laughs>
4: discussing what was going on in society historically in the 1970s that caused the horror films that we appreciate so much we brought up Vietnam as one example because all these fuckers were Vietnam vets and came back crazy and thus they made the movies they made I also wanted to bring up the impact of No Fault Divorce which was legalized in California in 1970 and the hockey stick-like explosion of divorces in the early to mid-70s as another factor influencing the content of horror films at that time, suddenly you get lots of demonic possessions of children, lots of horror scenarios involving families, broken families or families that are in danger of breaking up, and the entrance of demonic forces in that context. The demonic forces, of course, being symbolic for the entrance of outside predators in the form of step-parents, boyfriends, etc., who have taken advantage of the opportunity and are now preying on the innocent, who they now have access to. In the same way that we had an explosion of child abuse in the 1970s perpetrated by Step-parents, we have this new emphasis on the demonic possession of children in 1970 cinema. The whole nuclear family is suddenly at risk. Now the monster was not out there. It was in here. It was present immediately, intimately, in our own homes. And no one would believe us, including the people we trusted the most. I remember watching the final episode of The Night Stalker, a television show that ran from 1973 to 1974 and is commonly considered a precursor to The X-Files, called The Sentry, which was about a lizard creature living in the walls of an underground facility. I missed the fact that it was an underground facility and thought it was just a monster in the walls. And I remember the final lines of Kolchak's narration chilling my blood... But if you're in a subway or a pedestrian tunnel underneath a ballpark and you think you hear something moving in the walls, it may not be your imagination. Take my advice. Don't walk. Run. This is HB3, HB3 Live, at Instagram and Facebook.
3: I noticed too in some pictures but it didn't happen at the show I was at but you, you have dancers sometimes as well or you're playing drums to <laughs> with, with yeah it looked like yeah I Yeah.
0: I, I love collaborating with any artistry so you know it's, you got my head spinning even like uh, you know someone like your uh, uh, illustrator yeah. someone like that is exciting to work with someone who can you know just blow visually with what they're doing on the spot to the music whether mm-hmm. I you know I've had Different dancers, I coordinate with different drummers. One of the songs on the album, uh, when I was at the Georgia Renaissance Festival, it was something I wrote right on the spot, and I had everybody else that was playing there just, you know, so I had a zither, I had a, a dulcimer, I, I had a didgeridoo, and had some drummers, I had a bagpipist, and, wow. you know, just, just anything. I want people to know that this instrument is, is real and it relates on all Sonic Foundry
3: i'm convinced uh now i am uh, after seeing it live several times right. and uh but now right. I, I didn't know about your other stuff that you were doing that's amazing um and what you said just then about collaborating with other artists um yes it is amazing like uh, that Rob, his name is robert j hoagland um i call him bob he spells his first name backwards but yeah. you know that's just him but anyway um he <laughs> he is like uh totally He can pull the things out of my head because I'm writing it, you know, and I feel I have the easy part. But he he's an amazing artist. But you have to be able to interpret it to an artist. And he I didn't have to tell him too much. Uh, He could pull it right out of my head. And that to me is just an amazing thing. And he's better, oh, yeah. he's actually better than the thoughts that I, I come up with, and I just can't interpret it good enough. So there's a lesson out there, uh, writers that work with artists, be very clear when you do that, whether it's a screenplay, a shooting script, a um, storyboard is how we work, be very clear. And if, if you got the right guy or girl, they'll pull it right out of your head.
0: <laughs> yeah, and at the end of the day, doesn't that collaboration make you better? I want to be yeah. surrounded by people that just make me and my vision and product better you
3: know 100 100 percent. yeah um now how about original stuff now you talked a little bit um how much now uh, you said this gothic th- rock thing is that gonna be all originals that could be covers collaborations well,
0: we're gonna start with covers because, okay uh i know to get you know the festivals where i'm playing for 20 30 000 people a night i know i'm gonna need to i want to go out strong right off right
2: of so i want
0: to do this greatest gothic rock cover band mm-hmm. to start with. and um and then when people start eating out of our hands mm-hmm. then we'll we'll give them some original stuff and hopefully that will translate into you know international listenership
3: yes we're very fickle people we like to hear familiar stuff i like new stuff right? all the time but man you want to get my attention you know play tubular bells and the theme from right? omen and out from a distance i'll be like where's that coming from you know so yeah exactly pull the crowd yeah (laughs) uh let's see oh heck yeah uh but i've gotta ask this one now um oh my co-host is not with me in case you didn't realize uh folks yeah sean's not here tonight but he'll be back on the next episode he i I, he would have had some great questions for you but that's a timing thing um what was your first instrument that you played though obviously it wasn't (laughs) wasn't this
2: right
0: <laughs> hey mommy can we go to band band in tonight when they introduce all the new instruments i want to pick the carillon in the carillon uh, of course <laughs> no so i was uh i started wanting to play drums but of course everybody wants to play drums so mm-hmm. my band director had me starting with low brass which was so boring and i was not into it um uh, so then i ended up getting playing trumpet mm-hmm. and then percussion drums and trumpet and then You know, by the time I was in high school, it was just all drums and drum set. And, um, you know, and then in the last 20 years, I've picked up, you know, bass guitar and enough piano, keyboarding, and even guitar, Um, you know, as I need to communicate things to other musicians, I've found it best being able to have some type of proficiency on an instrument so I can understand, you know, the limitations and how to communicate some of those things. Surely. So I love playing bass guitar because I love dancing and basically I loved anything I could do to get out from behind the drum set and get more attention. And I think I found the thing that <laughs> yeah, I, I think so as much attention I think as so.
3: I want. Oh man, that's funny. You no, know, I started with drums myself. Um, I went drums okay. and then I went saxophone because uh, my grandfather played saxophone. And uh, I wasn't very good at that. And drums I was just near uh, keeping a pace kind of. But then I went right to the bass guitar because it was fun. Oh, okay. Yeah. So
0: are you playing bass guitar now? Is that something
3: I, you're doing on a regular basis? Not on a regular basis, no. I was in a, a horrible punk rock band <laughs> in my yeah. teen years. And after that, I was just kind of fooling around with it. And yeah, it's collecting dust right now. But now, all, of course, all I know are bass players now, um, <laughs> including my co-host. <laughs> it's just the funniest thing. Okay. But yeah, it is a fun instrument, a fun instrument. So what you progressed from the bass guitar. What did you do next?
0: It was, you know drums was always the main thing okay so uh and then you know I was, I was uh auditioning for some stuff with Cirque du Soleil so i ended up picking up guitar oh, for, okay. to learn um you know kind of get that back yeah, together just enough to you know um do the things i needed to for certain shows um but you know i i, I do a lot of production and i do a lot of, of uh custom show hmm. design okay so you know i'll play uh Cajon one day, and the next day I'm playing a a, a mini vibraphone or a zen drum or some other futuristic you know component that keeps time and makes noise. You know? I
3: boy, do I know somebody that you have to meet if you're ever out in the West Coast. Um, he has a bit on this show. Uh, especially during the Halloween season, um, he's known his band and him. He produces everything himself. HB Three is what he's known as, but my, he's, his name is Hugh okay. Bonar. Hugh Bonar, um, he uh, basically uh, reinvented or invented the piccolo bass guitar. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah! <laughs> he, amazing stuff. Uh, I would suggest if you're into, you'd want to hear some of his episodes. His music's amazing. It sounds like it's right oh, up your yeah. alley, man. Like something you'd love. Um, defend, oh yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Make- Make Sure to give me a contact
3: there. That's I I'll gladly introduce you guys. I mean, you guys could probably talk for hours. Um, if I had you both on the show, I'll, you you wouldn't need me. <laughs> Um, but uh, but well, you, we would
0: get so lost in self-indulgent musical masturbation. We would need you to get us on track.
3: I'm telling so. you. I'm telling you. You know what? I, at his request, uh, rather, I, I'll ask his permission. And I'll just introduce you guys a messenger. And you you want to yeah. you want to listen to? I mean, he has. You can watch some videos. It might even inspire you because I know he's inspired a lot of people. But he also teaches okay. music too. Um, you kind of answered my question on this one. Um, but I, I was going to ask you if you did any soundtrack music or any music for TV and film. You mentioned Circus Soleil.
0: Yeah, so um,
3: that's I've
0: got a lot of music designing and writing for attractions in the uh, theme park world, the cruise ship world. Oh, that's cool. Uh, a lot of corp- yeah, a lot of corporate stuff. Um, you know, I played with bands back when MTV and the real world was a big deal. I was on a couple of those theme songs. Huh. Um, you could pull up the ACC- ACN network and ESPN2, and that's my drumming on all that stuff. Oh, wow. So. Done a lot of a fair amount of national stuff. You know, you can find me on every Castle Brown CD. The two that I've done and the nine that came before me. I'm, I'm the drummer on all those, which is cool now because I'm playing to tracks of me. And I'm like, damn, this drummer is like Ruben, He's doing all the things I would do. This feels great, and it's me.
3: <laughs> That's great. I love it. It doesn't get better than that. Uh, I don't think it right? does. Uh, who have you proudly worked with, and who would you like to work with?
0: Uh, you know, the, the musicians that I'm most proud to work with are no one that anyone would, would know. I could give you a bunch of big names, but out of that, the people that have inspired me and I love working with are true artists. There's a wonderful saxophonist in Orlando who has uh, been with Search Soleil for years. His name is Elaine Burdette. Hmm. Uh, adams that and you know, every time I get to work with him, uh, I'm inspired and, and moved by his transparency as a human and as a musician. Um, I like those are the people I, I really get off working with, and people I love to work with. You know, I, before it was you know, Tower of Power in the funk world, mm. and uh, it was you know, being able to go on tour with Boston or Aerosmith. Um, but now I'm really getting excited about the Scott stuff. I, I fully see, you know, a, a collaboration with a dream theater and oh, there you go. uh skillet and you know something like that some Marilyn Manson and uh <laughs> yeah. you know some Christian metal band, I don't know, it's something oh, that makes this- make sense that we're going to be open to the collaboration you
3: know there's so much out there we've played a lot on this show too you'd be surprised uh, some of the some of the acts oh. uh, we're always trying to get more right. um but yeah i that that sounds awesome i totally see you uh, dream theater that's interesting i, I that's yeah. uh they're hometown heroes for me uh back on long island new york but uh yeah they've def- right. yeah they're still going man i can't believe them but yeah um yeah. So I, that kind of brings me to my next question. Musical influences that brought you to this, well, it's a very select form of music, but what were you listening to prior to all this? Were you a metal guy? It sounds like you liked funk as well.
0: Yeah, big, big funk. I grew up as a, a jazz fan. My, my brother's mm. a world-class jazz guitarist and fusion guitarist. and mm. listening to bands like Tribal Tech and, and Dixie Dregs and Weather Report and Zao Syndicate. That whole world, which is like a fusion of rock and jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge Sinatra fan. I'm a huge Stevie Wonder fan. Oh yes, love, Stevie. Yeah, I love Michael Jackson. Um, and, you know, and I'm probably one of the biggest Beatles fans in the world. So. Yep. Just put it all in a blender, and there you go. Yeah.
3: Nice. Um, you. You. I wasn't gonna tell this story right away. I've I've mentioned it a few times, but Stevie Wonder got me into rock and roll. At a young age my dad was playing Beatles Stones and Doop doo Doop I can't say I was a big fan of but um are you oh, still there? Yeah yeah. yeah. Okay yeah your <laughs> your screen's doing something weird but there we go. Uh but uh, yeah, yeah. S- Stevie Wonder um if you remember he did Sesame Street in the 70s. Yeah. And Ray Parker yes. Jr. Ray Parker <laughs> Jr was playing guitar on Ghost Superstitious. Boy. Yeah, but he was doing... That's him with the... He had the giant hair and he's playing Superstitious on Sesame Street. And I just put it together recently that that was Ray Parker Jr. playing with him. Radio guy, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Amazing stuff. You you
0: know, it's it's funny. I was talking to somebody and I said, do you remember Sesame Street? And they were too young to know the the classic Sesame Street. Right. But if you think about it, you know, uh, Chick Korea was on Sesame Street. Right. Bobby McFerrin, I mean, there were just like so many yes,
3: iconic Bobby great artists that were, yeah. How about Rita, uh, Rita Moreno was on The Electric Company?
0: Uh, oh, gosh, now it was we'll going way back. Yeah, yeah. Morgan
3: Freeman. <laughs> yeah, that just came up. I think they just I, celebrated their 50th or something like that. Uh, maybe wow. I'm wrong. Might be 45, I don't know. But, yeah. I, maybe you know
0: this Maybe you know this world because you're your grandfather, but I'm a
3: huge Lawrence Welk fan, too. Interesting. Um, I got to hear all you know, that stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, great entertainment with great musicianship,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, you know, I, and and then and then for me, I was I was thought I was going to take over Anton Figgs with the Tonight Show band, uh-huh. uh, the Letterman band. Wow. That was my goal in life.
3: That's funny, because David uh, yeah, Letterman, I'm... he was my goal to become a talk show host.
0: <laughs> OK, yes. <laughs> so now we're dating ourselves.
3: Yeah, we certainly are. That's all right though. It was a but, good good period of time. But are they not the best? Yes. One hundred percent the best. Yeah, I, I yeah. totally miss. Well, I miss David Letterman. Although you can still catch him. i don't, What's his band doing these days? The uh, Weinstein or was that the Weinstein family band?
0: No, the, the, that that uh that was, ended up being the Conan thing. Conan. That's was Conan. Uh, it
3: was his, the father and son took over or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. All, that's all what it was, but I mean. Paul Schaefer and Anton Fig yeah. and Will Lee. I mean, just iconic musicians. You know, I I don't know if your your listeners obviously know the band Kiss, but the first two Kiss albums, the drummer on that album, yeah. everyone thinks it was Peter Chris. Yeah. But he actually couldn't cut it. So actually it was Anton Fig from the Letterman band.
4: Oh wow. Who
0: signed like a twenty year, you know, non NDA which he couldn't tell anybody.
3: Wow. I don't know. I may yeah. have heard something on satellite radio about that, but I missed the whole story. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. That's good stuff. Right? Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, well, what uh, going to ask you, what was the most fun you've ever had on stage? Is there a point or a show that stood out the most?
0: Uh, you know, it, when I cry, I'm, I know I'm in a good place. Wow. Like when I'm just moved to tears. Uh, and it's happening. Stadiums, And it's happened in arenas, so it's happened at the, you know, uh, playing with John Farnham and opening up for NXS. And, oh, my God. Uh, or at least a show in Australia, Super Bowl 25. I mean, big shows I've played. But recently, sitting behind the caravan, it was kind of like maybe three weeks ago, when my head removed itself from my body and kind of looked down at what I was doing. Wow. And I knew it was a responsibility, but I thought to myself, I'm actually doing this, and it sounds gorgeous to <laughs> me. Um, and I, and I was I was brought to tears. I mean, not by me, but by the instrument. And I was able to facilitate the instrument.
3: Well, yeah, you're like melded to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I, I totally believe that. That wow, no, that's huge. That's music, baby. That's uh, that's what it's yeah. all about. You know, really, you want that. That's.
0: And, and you mentioned a while back, and I'm sorry I didn't finish answering your question. What I'm listening to in my in it's oh, cool. monitors.
3: It's cool. Um,
0: so my in-ear monitors, I have microphones all over the bells, and those are just for me. They're not. They, I don't mic the bells. I just play at the volume of those. But the miking of the bells is for me, and in my ears, mm-hmm. it sounds so. It sounds like I'm in a cathedral. Um, and I purposely made it as good as possible, just so I'm getting off on every performance. You know, so I can hopefully I'm translating like it doesn't matter if I'm at a Renaissance festival or little pirate festival to me, it's Mm -hmm. the biggest show of the the day, you know?
3: Okay. So yeah, nothing stands out except the, the few times that you were brought to tears by the instrument itself.
0: I, you know, I I think, I think that's what's been standing out to me, you know? Mm -hmm.
2: Uh,
0: it's when I'm brought to tears. Uh, and those, there was a time when I actually played with this instrument and I was a drummer Mm -hmm. that I was brought to tears too. It was like, when you're making something bigger than yourself, when you're part of something that's bigger than just yeah, you, yeah, that, like you said, that's music, you
3: know. Man, <laughs> yeah, you're flooring me right now. That's that's amazing. Man. Um, I just wonder if we've crossed paths because before, we, I did. You ever do the pi- Pirate Fest? Any Pirate Fest out on Long Island?
0: Um, I don't, I don't think so. I probably you know,
3: it, maybe at uh, Disney you know World, what? I probably saw you more than a few times.
0: Yeah, you probably starting at Disney. Uh, you know, there's a couple of national artists that I toured as a music director with mm-hmm. that, um, you know, has brought me all around the world. So I've been in theaters and stadiums, and but, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying what I'm doing now. It seems like the calling. It's a well, weird, you know, 40-year path to get here, but here I am, baby.
3: Well, this is the part of the show where you tell everybody to find your stuff and your CDs and where you want them to find you on socials.
0: Yeah, um, so it, it's everywhere. I have this tree account that people scan. You can find me. Uh, everything is Bells2Go. Okay. So it's Bells, the number two go. Mm-hmm. And whether you're on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, uh, TikTok, it's all Bells2Go. That's kind of the corporate brand. Uh, and you can get a link to everything if you just go to the website, bellstogo.com. Uh, on there also has my touring schedule and we're about sixteen to eighteen months out with a current touring schedule. So um, it's good to check out. You can purchase all the music directly from the website or um, you know Spotify seems to be the jam lately. yeah um, so people can find it there. You know, and to get national and international recognition, we're we're working with Spotify just to get, that uh those streams and get on the curator's playlist to get international
3: you know attention and his name is charlie so i think St-
0: the best places
3: is, yeah. you forgot your name we, we gotta get your name out there again charlie saint oh, seer yes. Cyr- saint- paul. paul yep And it's from four parts, folks, including a dash between (laughs) Sear and Paul. (laughs) Very important for radio to do that. Radio doesn't do that enough. You can can listen to an interview for 45 minutes and they never reiterate to tell you how to spell the person's name. And it drives me crazy. Pet peeve. I've been listening to radio for way too long. Uh, And hey, uh, Charlie, do you like horror movies?
0: I love
3: horror movies. Ooh, got some favorites. It is the Halloween season. You know, my
0: favorite, and, you know, I'm not so much of a gore as I am suspense
3: Okay, hear that?
0: um, Yeah, The Shining is my uh, most tragic movie that I love, and Kubrick. I'm just yeah, I can't watch it enough.
3: Right, and the sound, the soundtrack, the soundtrack's amazing.
0: Yeah, Um, but I also love you know Carrie and Christine and Mm -hmm. um, Cat's Eye, and you know those are the type of movies that get me off.
3: Cool, cool, yeah. I, I'm I'm a '70s guy when it comes to the horror movies and the nostalgia. I'll watch '80s. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, yeah. It got into the, too much comedy in the '80s, and then it got serious again. Right, right now, I mean, I, I got Shudder, and Shudder is an amazing station. So, and you get the foreign flicks too. Yep.
0: What tell me what what should I check out? This Halloween be terrified not in a gore uh, way but in a okay. suspense way. You should have your finger on the pulse of that.
3: There's a good there's a good uh, possession movie out now that's that was scary. Um, I don't know if it um it was unfortunately it was dubbed in English and I think it's Spanish. Yeah, but uh, it's called uh, the Old Ways. That's a new one right now. Okay. And the Old Ways. Okay. and it's about a, a young lady getting possessed, but. There's so much more going on to it. That was a decent suspense film um let's see i, I always go creep show this time of year i love the original creep show okay show two and if you want to see creep show three aka tales from the dark side the film the movie that was actually uh the people that worked on on creep show and, and tales from the dark side will tell you that was creep show three i've met those guys like marty schiff and some of those other folks yeah uh tales from the dark side is a fun one man that's a uh, you know stephen king and romero and i mean uh, i'm okay. reading i'm reading romero's last book right now and i know my Folks are sick of hearing me say this, but because it's a big book, it's like 700 pages. Just wrapping that up. Yeah, before he died, he did uh, the the Living Dead. He wrote his last book, and it is um, it's good. It's good. Uh, Movies, I still like The Howling, The Evil Dead. You know, yeah. yeah, But I do like more suspense, like you, like you. Um, Listen, this has been a pleasure, and I want to have you back on when you have your other band and recordings done um
1: absolutely
3: I, we did pick a song to go out with only because uh well you said it do you still want to use that same one yeah okay so go about out. Man. paranoid
0: yeah and you know why i think that kicks ass is the band is, is killing in it uh has a great guitar solo in it Ooh. um and it's one of my favorite bass players i love working with uh, Eric Lugo, and you know, all the information for the recordings of all of these musicians and how to contact them, you can find on my website too, because I'm a big fan of the, the guys and ladies that are making this music happen, you know. So yeah, paranoid. I mean, who doesn't want you know, Caroline Bells and Ozzy Osbourne arranging at the <laughs> Thank same you. time,
3: you know? Thank you so much. Absolutely, I agree. And um, Oh, I got one more movie for you too, if you haven't seen it. Have you seen Trick or Treat? But this is the one that came out about 10 oh. years ago
0: yes loved
3: it isn't that great with sam yeah yeah yeah
0: that's some good that's a stuff good, that's a good reminder though i forget about movies it's yeah not, it's not my real house you
4: know
3: i think that's our age that's now too we forget because there's two we get inundated with stuff music movie, you know, and you forget what you like and then you have to see it again, right? <laughs> I don't and know. And then you have
0: to think, how do I actually watch a movie nowadays? Yes,
3: yes, yeah. What, <laughs> what streaming device? I find myself in the middle of the night looking on my phone. Um, is this streaming, and where do I find it? And boom, you, sometimes you right. can find what you're looking for. But yeah, um, I recommend yeah. Shudder to all horror fans, and uh, more on okay. them sometime soon. And uh, hey, thanks for doing this, Charlie, and we'll talk again soon. Uh, maybe around Christmas time with you. We'll promote your Christmas album
0: anytime man it's such a pleasure and just call me whenever if you just want to chat because i really enjoyed you and your 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 heart and your musical curiosity i appreciate
3: it oh it never ends that part doesn't end um and and folks right. if you want it, you want all our stuff go to www.fairlydarkproductions.com some of my books are there all the shows are there um and you can go if you want the other books and the comic books go to burning bulb and you can find tons of great horror writers indie writers. And you can meet me this weekend if you go to the Willow Station in Castle Shannon, Pittsburgh. All right, that's Saturday the thirtieth afternoon, folks. The afternoon karaoke starts at night. That's something else. <laughs> Maybe we'll have Charlie come out too sometime. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And as always, at Fairly Dark on Twitter. Not my favorite place, but I'm trying to get back into it, kids. I'm trying. Do you do Twitter?
0: Uh, I have um, uh, I have people that do Twitter for me. How's that?
3: There you that? go. I'm, you're so lucky. You're so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> the Wild West of idiocy out there. But hey, and Instagram uh, too. Uh, it's kettle.whistle.radio. And that, I like Instagram. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. All right, folks, friends and fiends, thanks for listening and have a good night. And Charlie, good night to you.
0: All right. Thanks, my friend. And
3: happy Halloween.